0: Welcome to The Sage and the Song, an archetypal exploration on life, love, and leadership. I'm Britta Greenviolet, singer, songwriter, creativity mentor, and conscious leadership coach. The stories we tell about our lives shape our lives, and I'm here in service of rewriting the script, crafting a new narrative where it's needed, and liberating your mind, body, heart, and voice to express the fullness of your unique medicine.
1: Hello, 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 hello,
0: my friend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ah, Britta Green Violet here. Welcome to the Sage and the Song. So grateful that you choose to spend this time with me. And if it's your first time here, welcome. And if you're coming back, welcome back. I would love to start today with a share of a review of this podcast that I just saw this morning and warmed my heart. It's called Practical Transformational Wisdom Five Stars. Brita shares her powerful wisdom, experiences and insights in accessible, delightful ways. We are not meant to do this alone. The village, the organ of community can digest what we alone cannot. This here is intelligence arising from source. What a beautiful reflection. Thank you, thank you so much to the beautiful soul who left that for me and for the world. And if you like this show, please take a few minutes. I know it's a thing. I know you're busy. I know your life is so full. And I love offering this podcast. It feels like a really good use of my life force energy, of my original medicine, and of my time. And if you enjoy what you hear, please take a moment and consider heading over to Apple Podcasts and leaving a few stars and leaving a little review. It can be real short, make it authentic, and then maybe spread the word to a friend. Thank you so much for helping me get the good word out there. And today I am going to share something pretty tender and pretty vulnerable with y'all. So thank you in advance for receiving this. And I sent out a version of this transmission to my email list. And if you're not on my email list, I invite you to hop on there. I send lots of delightful, insightful, apparently, bits of wisdom. And you can do that by heading to my website, brittagreenviolet.com. And I sent out a version of what I'm going to offer today to my list. And I got such beautiful responses back. You know, not everything I send out gets response, of course. I don't expect it to. Again, you are busy, you live full lives, and... I I hear it. (laughs) I hear it and I get it. And it always feels so affirming to me when I receive an onslaught, a beautiful wave of, wow, I feel like you're talking to me. Wow, I feel like you pulled these thoughts right out of my head. Wow, this is so helpful to hear somebody else process this out loud, to see somebody else's experience going, going through these, these caverns of shadow and uncovering and mystery. So with that in mind, my love, I want to offer you this exploration today on the fraud archetype. And this transmission is around outing my inner fraud. Before I dive in, I want to mention that this topic was really inspired by a program that I am going through right now called To Be Magnetic, developed by Lacey Phillips and This program has been tugging at me for a long time, many, many years, and I am in the process of calling in my home, my future home. Ben and I are, we have a down payment saved, we're in the final stages of getting pre-approved, and if I have not bought a home before. So those of you who have, know that this is a big deal, right? Um, Especially if you are a first-time home buyer, it's a big deal, right, becoming a homeowner. So I am calling in this rather large manifestation of a home. And to be magnetic is a program for manifestation, it is decidedly non new agey, and is rooted in neuroplasticity, neural science, um, uses a lot of really beautiful methods, like hypnosis, like EMDR, Lots of journaling prompts and a really beautiful, very original framework to dive in to the subconscious mind. So, all that to say, one of the workshops in there is called Unblocking Shadow, Unblocked Shadow. And so, I am going through the Unblocked Shadow lesson right now. And as part of that, I am uncovering some of my shadows. And this process is super vulnerable. Fortunately for me, I am not a stranger to shadow work. (laughs) I have been working with plant medicines for over a decade. I am a coach and a mentor in consciousness, in spirituality. I am always working toward self-realization and up-leveling myself in any way I can and of course, that has led me to read a lot and learn a lot and discover a lot about the world about myself and about the realm of shadow. So one of the shadows that I uncovered that actually felt surprising to me, when I really finally landed on it was the shadow of fraud. And that's where we're going to begin. (laughs) That's my backstory is I've landed on the shadow of fraud. And so if you resonate with this at all, this episode is for you. And if you feel like you don't resonate with it, keep listening. And maybe you'll feel at the very least some compassion for the many, 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 many humans who do resonate, who do have this fraud complex. So this surprised me to really find out that I that I do have a fraud complex, and that's the truth. <laughs> and it feels like a really good fresh perspective on something that I know about myself, but now I'm seeing it from a different lens, and I can trace it across the span of my lifetime. So since this at this, this podcast, The Sage and the Song, and really my work, I really geek out on archetypes, as you know. So let's look at the fraud from the archetypal lens. Let's put on our rainbow glasses and let's look through these trippy lens at the fraud as an archetype. So who or what is the fraud? For me, I'm speaking all of this from my own personal experience. The fraud is ignorant. First and foremost, the first characteristic of the fraud is that they are ignorant. And the second thing that arises for me is that they are posturing. They are ignorant and posturing as if they are not ignorant. The fraud is terrified, terrified that people around them will find out, will discover that they don't actually know as much as other people think or as other people perceive that they do. And what's worse, they don't know as much as they claim to know. So it's part one, what other people think, and part two, of course, even deeper, what I think of myself, what, how we see ourselves. So at the heart of the, of the matter, the fraud fears being found out for their self-perceived stupidity or ignorance. The fraud feels like they have to live up to a standard of intelligence, knowledge, or experiential wisdom. And the subconscious mission of the fraud is to prove themselves, right? Because if we don't feel like a fraud, then what do we have to prove to who? Right? If I didn't feel like a fraud, if I didn't feel like I was posturing, then I would have nothing to prove to anyone ever. So there is this, this fear, this terror, <laughs> this mortification at the thought that I'm going to be found out for a fake and I'm going to be seen by others as a fool, as the fool posturing in the saffron sage robes. But here's what I'm finally wrapping (laughs) my psyche around that I'm finding really valuable. When I get negative feedback, when I receive criticism or negative feedback from other people, whether it's constructive or not, no matter how intense, Their words are and their feedback is, it is never worse than what I say to myself inside my head in my darkest moments. Right? And I actually have a dear friend who is a theta healer who offered me that reflection of. I received some really, really hard criticism and feedback from somebody who was a friend and a client and was sharing this feedback. And that was what I got back from her was, this isn't any worse than what you say to yourself on your worst days, on your hardest days. Wow, truth, truth arrow right into my heart, right? And it's true that the hardest, harshest criticism that I receive is pretty on par to the, the toxin, the vitriol that my own inner critic spits at me. So where does the fraud come from? From all over the place. <laughs> when I think back on my life, I see lots of moments and eras where the fraud was born and nurtured and fed and a few of those that came came pretty fluidly being 11 years old 11 years old right if you're if you're a woman or a, or a man or a person human i think all humans right think back to when you were 11 that's a that is a that is a time right hormones raging body changing uh trying to prove yourself oof so 11 years old i remember trying out for my first club soccer team and getting on, but feeling like I didn't fit in and really trying to fit in, even though I wasn't as good. I wasn't as good as the other girls. And I also wasn't as skinny. I really felt like my body was different. My skills were different. Somehow I made it onto the team, but I you know, whether it was perceived or by other people or simply by me, there was this, this trying to fit in. I also think about simply being a child in the traditional school system, which is not geared for everyone. It's not geared for every type of learning for every child. It is geared for a very specific type of learning and a very specific child, and I go back and I feel myself in the traditional school system wanting to impress my teachers, wanting to live up to my beloved parents' high expectations of me and desire for me to get good grades in everything, right? I've never, I don't think I've ever actually paused to think about how ludicrous that is that we have this expectation that children go to school and get good grades in every single subject. I am not masterful <laughs> in every single subject. So that alone, how, how could that not feed the fraud? Then I think of my, about myself as a college student getting into that collegiate setting and comparing myself constantly to my friends, to my peers, and always fearing that my work, my art, my efforts, my body, my beauty, my presence was never enough. And as a budding entrepreneur, right, in my 30s, five years into running my business and still feeling like I'm scraping by even though my business coach insisted that it should only take one to two years to get to six figures. Now, if you've done that, great. I did not do that. I took me, I think six years, five or six years to break six figures. So this this is not a one size fits all standard, right? And then one more example that I would throw in there is somebody who (sighs) learns a lot of songs, somebody who has deepened into the study of different ceremonies and different rituals from different cultures and who lives in the culture of America where cultural appropriation is not taught. It's not explained. I never even knew what that was and had no, no concept of appropriating other cultures and what the difference between cultural appropriation and appreciation was until late into my 30s. So here's another example of the fraud, right? This coming up as I'm going through teacher training and learning about Sanskrit and chanting Sanskrit mantras as I am uh, using using white sage to clean myself and my space. These are a few of many, many examples of borrowing traditions from other cultures and the, the really big and important question of, is, is the learning here, is the mentorship here, is the example here, is the right relationship here, is the devotion and the studentship here, is the understanding here, is the reciprocity present, right? So all of these areas point to Fraudville. <laughs> they are a train to Fraudville. <sighs> and that feels like a lot it, for me, Right. Again, this is me, this is my process, this is my experience, and if it resonates, wonderful. So what to do with all of this shit? Because it's heavy, right? It's heavy. And I don't want to live the rest of my life feeling like a fraud, believing that I'm a fraud in my subconscious, because that's going to have ripple effects in my consciousness, in my life, in my waking life so let's clean it up right that's where i've landed is okay let's clean this mess up now that i am seeing now that i see the mess let's clean it up so i feel like i've reached a really beautiful important critical moment in time and space where i feel really tired of this uh undercurrent of fraud and I'm tired of painting myself as a victim. I'm tired of feeling like a fraud. I'm tired of second guessing my wisdom and where wisdom ends and ignorance begins. So I want to share with you a simple three-step process that has emerged for me pretty fluidly that I'm using to clear these energetic patterns out of my system. So, the three step system question, clean, claim. Question, clean, claim. Number one is question. So, when that feeling, that narrative of I'm a fraud, whenever that emerges, whether it's self inflicted or by a second party, my job is to pause and ask myself from a neutral place. This is when all of my practice in meditation, all of my practice in all of the spiritual modalities comes into play, and I get to hit pause on the reactivity and step back into my observer, my neutral observer, and simply ask, is it true? If you've done the work of Byron Katie, which I highly recommend, thework.com, do the work.com maybe is what it is. The first of her four uh, mythic, epic, life transforming questions, is it true? So is this belief, the subconscious belief, I'm a fraud, is it true? Am I posturing right now, as if I know when I don't? Am I speaking in definite terms on something on a subject that I'm not an expert in, that I don't have expertise in, that I haven't studied, that I don't have the articles, I don't have the research, I don't have the life experience? Most of the anxiety, in my experience, shows up because I'm not not because I uh, because I know that it's true. But because I haven't even looked, I haven't even paused to ask myself if it's true. I'm so afraid of whether it's true or not, I don't even do the diligence of pausing to look closer and to turn over each stone of accusation and see if there's any truth lying underneath. That's step one, question. Is it true? Can I turn over these stones of accusation and simply feel from a neutral place? Is it true? Am I posturing? Am I talking shit when I have no idea what I'm talking about? Am I saying something that I clearly know is not true because I'm trying to prove myself, trying to look good, for whatever reason, fill in the blank. Step two is clean. So if my answer is yes to any of the above, yes, it is true. Yes, I do feel like I'm posturing. Yes, I do feel like I'm trying to prove something. Yeah, I can see how that could have come across as completely ignorant and not founded in reality, (laughs) not founded in research, not founded in fact, then the work is to clean it up. So what can I do to clean it up? I can speak from personal experience rather than making claims about fact, right? That's a really big difference. If I speak from my experience, this is my lived experience. That's very different than saying, this is how it is. This is truth. I can say, this is how it is for me. I can also plainly state when I'm guessing, when I'm using guesswork, when I am making assumptions. I can also cite sources. I can give credit where credit is due. And I can humbly admit, I don't know, I don't know. So step two is clean. Then step three is claim. So if the answer to the questions in number one, if any of the the answers to those is no rather than yes, then it's time to claim my wisdom. The fear of being a fraud often, for me, surfaces because I'm veering out of my lane, right? It may very well surface because I am veering out of my lane. I'm veering out of my own mastery. My cat is scratching his thing behind me, so pardon the cat scratching. <laughs> so it can, it can surface because I'm veering out of my lane and... And, my friend, it may also surface because I am a human with insecurities who is still finding my own footing as an adult, working in my own zone of genius and my own areas of mastery. Here's a brief story that I'd love to share. One of my private clients, who is an ND, naturopathic doctor, which as you probably can guess, requires a lot of school, a lot of research, a lot of hours of clinical study, a lot of tests and a lot of debt, told me recently that she listened to herself as a podcast interviewee, interview that she gave. And as she listened to herself on this podcast, she said to me that she was shocked and delighted to hear herself speak because it affirmed for her how much she actually knows. And this despite the fact that she sees patients, right, all day long, full time, and delivers amazing results. The message she sent me was so on point. It said something to the effect of, wow, I really do know what I'm talking about. I'm so over this absurd self-doubt that I obviously carry around all the time because if I didn't why would I why would I be incredulous at how much I know so yes that that is the fraud complex right there and paints a really great picture for us of how that fraud complex can emerge warranted and unwarranted I also wanna say that when I listen even more deeply to the wound of the fraud, what I hear is that the fraud is also an archetype of immaturity. When we're young, we don't know who we are, right? We don't, we don't know who we are. We don't know where we excel. We don't know how to find and hone our gifts and our talents. And maybe like me, you have felt like a Jill of all trades, and a master of none. That has been one of my crowning subconscious beliefs for decades now. Like, I'm good at so many things, and I'm not great at anything. Here's a newsflash. I don't believe we're actually supposed to know what our purpose is when we're young. And I believe that the paradigm of knowing our life path at age 25 is dead. That era, that paradigm is over. The sun has set. So through that lens, I really celebrate this process of shedding this shadow, because I think it means I'm growing up, that I'm learning to be, actually be humble, and to lean in when I don't know. And the scariest truth about the fraud is this. If I never speak of her, if I never admit that she exists, if I pretend that both my knowledge and my confidence are bulletproof, her power over me grows, right? The more intimidated of her I become, the more powerful her influence is over me, over my work, over my life. The worst case scenario, is that I become so fearful of the fraud that I back away slowly and quietly from what lights me up because I don't want anyone ever to find out that I don't know what I'm talking about. But here's the catch. There's always more to learn, right? I will never know all there is to know about even the subjects in which I am truly masterful. And I have to be willing, I must be willing to make mistakes, to speak, and then correct myself to pivot and find a new path when I know that I have taken a path that's out of integrity. So the healing balm to the fraud is not knowledge, it's embodiment of the knowledge which is also known as wisdom. If this hits home for you, I would love to know about it. (laughs) Send me an email at info at Brita Green Violet and tell me how this landed for you. Beloved, I am interrupting the episode very briefly to let you know that I am offering a really exciting voice activation bundle this summer. And this feels relevant to the theme today of outing my inner fraud, because if we're going to undo patterns that have been in our subconscious for decades, It requires us to out them, to speak them, to shine light on them. This is what I call voice activation. This is part of the process. It entails singing, it entails chanting, it entails speaking powerfully and clearly truth and learning how to always be course correcting and always be coming into deeper attunement with my own truth through the power of my throat, my voice, my fifth chakra. If you're curious about this and wanna hear more, the Voice Activation Bundle is bundling together four voice courses that I've created over the last few years, including my signature six-week singing course, Heart Song, a self-talk singing workshop called Sing Your Prayers, a chanting challenge called Mantra Magic, and a seven-day audio course called Courageous Communication. All four of these are bundled together for the first time ever. Over 40% off is what you're gonna get if you grab the bundle. And there's an amazing bonus, which is that I am offering three weeks in a row, starting on the summer solstice of Live Voice Activation Lab. So what that means is I will be on Zoom with my community of brave singers, and we're going to get together and have space and time for Q&A, for deep dive soulful discussions on what it means to courageously communicate, what it means to be heard and seen in our truth and practice some really amazing chanting and singing together so that you can take everything that you are learning in the bundle and put it into practice. So you can find out more on my website, brittagreenviolet.com, and I can't wait to activate our voices together. The last little piece I want to offer here on outing my inner fraud is, of course, a piece of wisdom from Brene Brown, (laughs) who is, of course, a shame researcher, and how can we talk about the fraud without talking about shame? One of the things that Brene says often that is lodged in my brain is this, this quote, shame breeds in silence shame breeds in silence that is true that is absolutely 100 percent true if we are afraid to give voice to our shadows to give voice to the things inside us that completely freak us out and terrify us they will have power over us their power will grow right i always think about hermione saying fear of the name increases fear of the thing itself so you have to call him Voldemort right this is what i'm talking about when i talk about voice activation when i talk about shining light and unblocking the shadows this is what we're talking about and part of this process which i love to circle back to to be magnetic in this process Part of their process, they have this really beautiful process of identifying the shadow pieces and then taking your shadow through this four-step process. And I think step three in the process is outing your shadow. And that literally means talk to somebody about it, tell somebody about it, write a social media post about it, write a newsletter about it. And what I loved so much, of course, was the synchronicity. I always feel so lit up by synchronicity in my life. And when I read that, I did a little silly happy dance because I had already gone down that path that I realized in that moment, oh, this is my default. Yeah, I, I actually do know how to do this innately because I already am so fervently a believer in the power of the voice, in the power of the fifth chakra to release energy and to call in energy. That's why I'm constantly saying that the fifth chakra is a portal, a portal through which energy leaves us, a portal through which energy enters us. And we can use that portal very consciously. And so this method of outing our shadow, talking about what freaks us out about ourselves, what terrifies us, what repels us and repulses us in ourselves The more we can learn to out ourselves, then all of a sudden we get the marvelous gift of accountability, visibility, right? Support from our people. And circling back, I want to say thank you. If you're listening to this episode and you are one of the people who hit reply on that email and sent me a message. Thank you so much. You touched my heart so deeply. And of course, the fraud is dismantled (laughs) through validation, through affirmation, through being seen and being uplifted and being held inside of community, right? And like that gorgeous, testimonial through the review said at the top of this episode we do this together we cannot up level ourselves alone we cannot unblock our shadows alone the yogi the ascetic yogi meditating in the cave that sometimes seems like a really really good life And yet I always come back to the reality that being a human on the planet with other human beings, this is the curriculum, 100%, because this is what we're doing. This is the curriculum for awakening, for enlivening, for remembering who we really are. So this is the invitation reach out if this resonated send me an email send me a message you can message me on instagram i'm at britta green violet there and i would love to hear how this lands for you let's dismantle and integrate this shadow aspect together because there is so much power in visibility accountability and precious beloved community the song. Today's song is called It's All Ego, and I will issue a sailor mouth alert right now. If you are listening to this with young ones in the vicinity, know that the S, not F, but S-bomb gets dropped regularly in this song. It is a very simple song. It is a very silly song. And it is so true. And I have to shout out to my brother Aiden, wherever you are, my friend, thank you, because I heard him mutter these words. And as I heard him share these words, I knew immediately, that's a song. Whether you think you're a piece of shit or just the shit. It's all ego.
1: Whether you think you're a piece of shit or just the shit, it's all ego, it's all ego. Whether you think you're a piece of shit or just the shit, it's all ego. It's all ego. Whether you think you are a piece or just for yourself, yourself, it's all ego. It's all ego. Whether you think you are a piece or just so it yourself, 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 it's all ego. It's all ego. Whether you think you are a piece or just yourself, it's all You're so pushing
0: Thank you, thank you for your presence, for your precious time and energy. You can find out more about me and my work at brittagreenviolet.com. Until next time, may your mythic adventure through life serve up nourishment, courage, curiosity, and awakening. This is the sage and the song, signing off.